Hello and welcome to another podcast brought to you by Life Community Church, Leamington Spa. Recorded at one of our Sunday morning services, we hope this message inspires, equips and encourages you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Over these last eight or nine days, I've seen some tremendous things. Uh, A lot of young people that are absolutely keen to do something for the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, I've been to a number of Bible colleges and spoken at two Bible colleges. And, uh, you know, don't, don't be disheartened. I tell you this, Jesus said, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not. And he's building it. He's doing it. There's good things that are happening. And so, uh, although a little bit tired because, well, two weeks ago, my wife left me. She's coming back again. <laughs> Um, I took her to the airport, she was well enough and fit enough and got the okay from the doctor to be able to go to Australia, and so uh, she's in Australia at the moment with our daughter and grandchildren, and she sent me a message actually just uh, as I was sitting in the car, it came through, and I think it's night time there, isn't it? They're nine, at the moment they're nine and a half hours in advance of us, so they've already been to church and, and whatever, and the day's nearly over for them, and she sends her love to you, and my oh my, what a difference there is in this place. From the very first time I came about, I mean, would it have been three years ago when kind of I kind of tried to help out a little bit? I, I think people wondered what on earth I was doing, and uh, some didn't like it. But I want to tell you, this is just a, a credit to the glory of God and a credit to uh, Dave and Leanne and t- to the team here. And so, well done. It's just a, a marvelous thing to see and sense God's blessing here. And last week, you had Phil Pye with you. He's pretty good, isn't he? He's on my team, and uh, I don't like speaking when he's around because he's far, far better, but uh, that's okay. No, he's a really good guy, and he loves it. He told me he had a, a good time. Um, it, it's amazing, you know. People said to me today, oh, you're growing your hair long, aren't you? <laughs> Pete, Pete, <laughs> Pete said, I wish I could grow mine, but... Uh, <laughs> I was at a church yesterday, and this lady came up to me, and she didn't mention my hair at all. She said, oh dear, since the last time I saw you, you've put a lot of weight on, haven't you? I mean, that's, that's not nice, is it? You've put a lot of weight on. Put a lot of weight on and growing my hair. Yeah, my wife's away. Well, I came across this, actually, so I thought I'd read this before we come to the Word of God. Because I think that it's a relief to know the truth after all of the conflicting medical studies that have taken place. The Japanese, they eat very little fat... And they suffer fewer heart attacks than the British. The Mexicans, they eat a lot of fat. And they suffer fewer heart attacks than the British. The Africans, they drink very little red wine. And they suffer fewer heart attacks than the British. The Italians, they drink excessive amounts of wine. And they suffer fewer heart attacks than the British. The Germans, they drink a lot of beer. They eat a lot of sausages and fats. And they suffer fewer heart attacks than the British. The conclusion of the matter is this. Eat and drink what you like. It's speaking English that apparently kills you. I, uh, I, I want to tackle something this morning 
that is uh, related to every person living. Whether we're Christians or not Christians, it doesn't matter uh, what religion we belong to, what nation we're born in, no matter we're young, whether we're old, it really doesn't matter. I'm going to tackle a little subject here that I think affects everybody at some time in their lives. And for some people, it's almost a constant condition. It actually is what I call a robber. It robs us of enjoying life to the full. It robs us of just uh, enjoying every day that comes along. It, it can just cause us to be miserable and grumpy. Do you know anybody like that, miserable and grumpy? Well, the condition I'm talking about is a, a spirit of negativity. Saying, oh dear, it can't be done. Oh, why me? Oh dear me, they're better than me. I wish I had that. I wish I could go there. And everything that you kind of think about is negative. I want to say particularly for those that are Christians, that negativity can rob you of entering in to the glorious life. You might be a Christian, but if you're negative, then let me tell you, you're never really going to accomplish a great deal. Let me give you a couple of quotes, if I may. Listen to this. It was Henry Ford, the great person that, uh, I suppose, partly invented the car, certainly had the Ford factory. He said this, you think you can, you think you can't, either way you're right. Think you can, think you can't. Okay, either way, you're right. The Bible puts it like this, for as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. And it's true that if we think we can do something, we'll perhaps push in and attempt it. But if we think we can't do it and we never attempt it, we're never going to get anywhere. Let, let, let me give you just one more quote. I like this one. Got to use your brains for this. You're not what you think you are. What you think you are. You're not what you think you are and what you think you are. See, everything comes down to what takes place between our two ears. So man thinks in his heart, so he is. And the Bible talks a lot, actually, about us having our mind renewed. Uh, that, that if really, it's so easy to think the wrong thoughts and therefore live the wrong way, but if we can bring into a captivity and arrest the way that we think, then we stand a chance of defeating a spirit of negativity. And I'm going to give you just a couple of things this morning, because as I say, I've heard myself 21, 21 times in, in eight days is too much, let me tell you. So uh, I don't want to hear myself anymore. But I will give you a few little thoughts on to how you can live, because I'll guarantee every one of you at times was a bit negative. The weather can make you feel negative. A lack of money can make you feel negative. A lack of friends. Some, all kinds of things can make us feel negative. Well, I'm going to give you some little keys that will help you not be negative. Here's the first one, and it totally goes against everything that Robert said earlier on. <laughs> Point number one. To defeat negativity, you've got to see what naturally cannot be seen. He said you... 
can, can a person see if they haven't got eyes? The answer to that is yes. That's the answer. There was a girl called Keller, and she said there is nothing worse than those that have eyes but cannot see. And she was a blind person, and she could see. And the truth is that, that we're told as Christians that we've got to have a walk of faith. And that means that we've got to see what naturally cannot be seen. Mm. Remember that little chorus we were singing? Each step I take, I'll walk by faith. I wonder if I was to hold up an apple here, and I said to you all, what am I holding? You would all be able to shout back the answer. You are holding an apple. Because you would see, with your natural eye, an apple. But actually, you would be both right and wrong. Because somebody might look at that and say, I see an orchard. Because contained in the apple is the seed. And the seed has the potential to grow many trees. It's not there yet, but it is in seed form. I, I wonder what you see when you look at one another. What do you see? Just an ordinary kind of person with warts, gray hair, no hair? <laughs> I don't know. I'll tell you how God sees you. He sees you as containing the seed of greatness. He sees you with great potential. And we've got to see what naturally cannot be seen because when we do that, negativity is defeated. When we begin to realize that the potential... I tell you, I'll tell you something. When I came here three years ago, it, it was reasonably on a, on a low thing. It had been heavy going and, and the, you know, it was a bit hard and everything like that. I didn't see it like that. I saw it like this. And I even don't see this as it is. I see it as packed out and you're needing to have more. You've always got to see what naturally cannot be seen in order to defeat the negativity. I mean, we can say, oh, the music was too loud. The music was too long. Uh, why didn't we sing any hymns? The preacher was no good. This, that, and this. We can do all of that. Or we can say, hey, does God want to do something? We see what naturally cannot be seen. This is my favorite illustration, my favorite story. I tell it all the time. I've probably told it here before, but I'm going to tell it again. That on the day that Disney World was opened in Florida, Walt Disney had died, actually, some months earlier. And two of the directors were walking around, and they saw old Mickey Mouse, personal friend of mine, by the way. <laughs> I've met Mickey, and I've met Minnie, and I've been to their house. So if any of you go to Disney World, just say, John sends his regards. And uh, as, as they were walking around, they saw Mickey Mouse and they saw the kids uh, playing and they saw the, all the things going on. It was absolutely tremendous. And one of the directors turned to the other one and he said, you know, wouldn't it have been great if Walt, Walt Disney, had only lived long enough to see this day? And his colleague said... He did see this day, and that's why we're here right now. You see, in the heart of Walt Disney, there was a dream. A dream that wasn't yet seen, but it would be seen because he was dreaming it. 
And I want you to be dreamers. I, I, I want you to realize that Leamington Spa can be one for Jesus Christ. I, I want you to realize that your life can be touched with greatness, not because of who you are, but because inside of you there is the seed of something. All of us are creative in one way or another. Some might be artistic. Some might be good at speech. Some might be good at praying. Some might be good at cleaning. Some might be... It doesn't matter. We've all got, like Rob was saying, all got talents that we can bring. And when we begin to release those and see in one another the potential, oh my, oh my. See, when we come to the Bible, the Israelites on one occasion, they looked out and they saw a great big ugly man. His name? Goliath. He was a giant. And he was the enemy of the nation of Israel. We can't fight him. David said we can. They said we can't. He's too big to fight. David said he's too big to miss. Let me get at him. You see, because David saw something which the others didn't see. He saw that with God, he was bigger than the giant. The Bible puts it like this. That actually, if God be for us, who can be against us? And when we align ourselves to the one true and living God, then he is able to take our lives and make great purpose. Give us a great destiny by which to live. The disciples were with Jesus. They looked out and they saw the sick, the blind, the lame, the lepers. (laughs) Jesus saw beyond that. He saw their healings. Go. Show yourself to the priests and be healed. Eyes open. Rise up and walk. And I believe that we defeat negativity when we have that walk of faith of seeing what naturally cannot be seen. I look out here today. I see beautiful pinks and reds and greens. A beautiful tie that Richard's wearing with pink and blue and Beautiful, ginger-haired little... Is that your granddaughter or is that a beautiful... She obviously takes after a, a, a mother and, a, you know... She's beautiful, you are, aren't you, eh? <laughs> but I see all the beautiful colours. That's the natural. But actually, there's far more colour than I can ever see in this room if we realise that God wants to take us just as we are And help us to see what naturally cannot be seen. Um, Is it true? I I, I only picked this up just, I don't know, was it late last night or early this morning? I don't know where I am. There was a terrible accident yesterday in Coventry where with a buzz it went into the thing. Outside Sainsbury's. What? In Sainsbury's. Went into it and a a little baby was killed and a person or something, was it? Eight-year-old lad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bad news. Terrible, terrible news. Uh, did, you, did you know that uh, this, this past week in, in America, was it again? There was that killing and, and, you know, a guy just went along, asked people what the religion was and then shot them and killed them. Was it 13 killed in the end? In, 13, in the end, there were 13 people killed. It's bad news. Have you heard of all what's happening with... Uh, the, the, the refugees, and uh, have you heard of, of the fact of the bombs that the bombing that took place in the hospital that was hit? And uh, bad news, bad news on the news. There's wars and rumours of wars. There's strife and there's difficulty. And I, I wonder what you see when you look at the TV. 
when you hear the radio reports? What is it that you begin to think about? We want to be realists. Those things are happening. But I want to tell you what I, I, I want to see. I want to see a fulfillment to what the Bible says, that in the last days I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Your old men are going to dream dreams, and your young men are going to see visions. Uh, and there's going to be an outpouring of the Spirit of God, the light that we've never seen before. I, I, I tell you, I could see Coventry, and I can hear the bad news, and I can walk around and see poverty. I can see all kinds of things, but I want to see a fact of a church that's dynamic, reaching out. Oh, we've got to see differently. If you don't see it, then who's going to see it? If you don't believe that this church can be packed absolutely to capacity with people praising God, who's going to see it? You say, but it's not here. No, see what naturally cannot be seen. And that spirit of negativity is defeated. I choose by an act of the will to see revival. I choose by an act of the will to see prosperity. I choose by an act of the will to see increase and blessing and healings and salvation. I tell you, the answer to the world's problems does not lie in the mind and the hand of the politician. It lies on the knees of those that will call out to God to help. We are, the church is the hope of the world. Remember that occasion when Elijah was with his servant and his servant looked out and he said, oh boy, we're in trouble now, Elijah. There's a great army that are coming against us. And Elijah says, oh, touch his eyes that he might see. See what, what, what? That there is more that is for us than those that are against us. You might not be able to see it, but I'm going to tell you something. I believe this. At any rate, there are angels in this place. <laughs> There's a whole spiritual world that we can't see naturally. But God is a good God. And that good God loves you. And has got destiny for you. And we need to start seeing what naturally cannot be seen. i tell you another way that we defeat negativity by speaking what prophetically needs to be spoken. The confession of our mouth, so very, very important. We can actually, uh, I think I've probably gone this route before, but I'll, use, I'll, I'll go it again just to explain what I mean. And I don't want to take this too far, but listen carefully to what I say here. God is a creator God. The Bible says, in the beginning, God, and God created. And how did he create? It said, it says in the Bible, he said, let there be light, and there was light. He spoke it, and it came into being. He spoke things, and so there was a creative power about the words of God speaking. When God speaks, things happen. Now, here's the interesting thing, that you and I have been made differently from the other animals. When God spoke and created mankind, it was that they were created in the image or the likeness of God. In other words, there is something different about you and me than just the animals. The Bible says that we have a soul. The Bible says that we live in a body. We are a spirit. Got it the wrong way around. If you think your body, soul, and spirit, that's wrong. We're spirit, soul, and body. That's what the Bible says. So the real you, I can't see. The real you is inside. This is just our body. 
We have a soul with our consciousness and thinking, but we are a spirit. And here's the amazing thing, that because we've been made in the likeness of God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, triune being, us, spirit, soul and body, I think there is a creative power about some of the words that we can speak. I'm not, I'm not talking about a, you know, magic and you speak something and it comes into being. But if I tell somebody, my, you look good today. Hello, how are you? What is your name? Grace. Grace. You are amazing. <laughs> amazing Grace, how sweet the sound. Grace looked very lovely today. Look at this. So she's sitting there going, oh. And I'm creating something. I'm creating a feeling whereby she's thinking, oh, that's nice. What a nice, long-haired, fat man that is out the front there. <laughs> if I went up and said, say to Dave, boy, oh, boy, you're looking ill today, mate. I haven't seen you look worse. Are you, are you, are you beginning to dye your hair? You have, haven't you? He's dyeing his hair. What's come over you, man? You have the cheek to say I'm growing mine. This is the real colour at least. I'm not... It's dying, is it? What are you trying to do? Highlights? None of you mock me about my hair. With this long-haired blonde lover from... Not Liverpool. Dave, you don't look so good today, mate. Put a bit of weight on there. <laughs> see, see, what I begin to do, I begin to speak stuff and... If it was in a serious tone, and I really said, boy, you're looking ill, and I heard you cough a bit there, suddenly he'd start to oh, dear me, perhaps, you know, what, what, what's what? If a doctor says something to you, they might be totally wrong, but if they say, oh, dear, we ought to be careful of this and that and the other, then you begin to think things. In Australia, let me tell you, they're very, very unwise, some of the doctors, about what they say with pregnant women and, and the condition, or, you know, and this kind of thing. And it's created all kinds of negativity in their thinking about the birth of their child. Hmm. But if you say nice things, good things, what are you going in your bag for now? Sweets? A tissue, a tissue. If you can find some proper hair dye, give it to him, all right? You see, the words that we speak are important. The Bible says this, that there is power of life and death in the tongue. So I want you, all of you, it doesn't matter who you are, to start speaking life. Speaking good things. It defeats negativity. It defeats negativity when you, when you start confessing with your mouth good things. I prophesy into the life of the church, growth and development and blessing prophesy over your kids the protection of God and the provision of almighty God take them up in your arms and bless the children that's what Jesus did speaking blessings speaking good things over every single person and suddenly I tell you something happens you might feel negative your situation might be negative the circumstances you find yourself in might be very, very negative, but we don't confess it. We say, ah, but if God be for us, who can be against us? He is able to turn all things around and work them together for my good because I love him and accord according to his purpose. 
So prophetically, this morning, I speak into the atmosphere. And I break the curse of alcoholism. I break the curse of drug abuse and financial poverty and sickness and strife and unhappiness and loneliness. And I say there's a God that can bind up the brokenhearted, that can give you a sight whereby you'll see what naturally cannot be seen as you begin to prophetically begin to speak what prophetically needs to be uttered. And when we're that kind of people, we're not negative. I'm not going to go into it, don't need to. This has been my worst year ever. I think some of you will realize that. There's been all kinds of things going on, both with my wife. You know, she had cancer at the start of the year and so on. And uh, I call her now my little semicolon. That's my new nickname for her because she's had half a colon removed. <laughs> and so that's my nickname. And, uh, you know, it, 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 there's been other things that I'm not going to go into to now that have just been going on, all kinds of things. And it's just been a rough year. So what am I going to do? Oh, dear me. Oh, dear me, this Christianity thing. I didn't know it was going to be like this. I'm serving the Lord Jesus. I'm, no, 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 no. Let me tell you, things good and bad happen to good and bad people. The, the sun shines on the righteous and the unrighteous. We're, we're not exempt from the troubles and the difficulties that come our way, but the Christian is someone that believes they can start speaking prophetically what needs to be spoken. Oh, I tell you this, Andrine, yes, she hasn't been very well, but our God is still a healer. Hallelujah. Although there's been all kinds of things coming our way, and at times, perhaps I've cried more this year than I've ever cried. But I haven't lost my peace. I haven't lost my joy. I haven't lost the fact that God is for me, therefore, who can be against me. Uh, and and what, can, what can the devil do? What can the enemy do with people that are positive? I'm not talking about the power of positive thinking here. I'm talking about the power of being faith-filled, believing in the God that believes in you. Let me give you one more, and then I'll finish. And I've got uh, five or six points, but I'll give you just one more. You actually defeat negativity... By believing what biblically is instructed. You see, what do I mean by that? Um, everything is a matter of choice. Everything is a matter of decision. You, you, you decided to come here this morning. That was a good choice. You, you made the decision to put the clothes on you know, that you're wearing. That was a good choice. You, you made a choice to dye your hair, you ladies. That was a good choice. don't think men would do that, really. But, but. <laughs> it's very nice. I like it. I'm going to speak positive. <laughs> I, I like it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Everything's a matter of choice. Do you know what? We've got to choose to believe what the Bible says. And... I, I've got a new car because I do a lot of miles, as you realize. And uh, when you buy a new car, they give you what's called the chance of getting some optional extras. So you can have alloy wheels or a sunshine roof or quadraphonic speakers or leather seats. Oh, you know, there's all different metallic paint. So you can have a choice as to the extras that you can have on your car. They're called optional extras. But regarding obeying God's word, there's no such thing as optional extras. If you don't believe it all, then you're not believing it at all. 
It's no good calling Jesus Christ your Lord, because Lord means that he's Lord of all. And if he's not Lord of all, then he's not Lord at all. And so, when it comes down to this thing of believing what the Bible says, we make a choice and a decision that we're going to obey it. We're going to obey what it says. You break the laws of God, then there are consequences. Of course, you can break the laws of God, but there's consequences. If I was to jump off the top of this roof, the law of gravity would kick in and I would come fall in and crash into the ground. There are consequences when we break natural laws. There are consequences when we break spiritual laws. And how we live life, I believe, to the full is by seeing what naturally cannot be seen, by speaking what prophetically needs to be spoken, and by believing what biblically is instructed. If you buy, and with this I'll begin to wind it all up and begin to close. But if you buy a new washing machine, there's a thing that comes with it, not just the guarantee, but the maker's instructions. And if you don't follow the maker's instructions, then things can go wonky. They won't work. This book, the Word of God, is the maker's instructions. And so it just is common sense for us to read the Word of God and then seek to put the principles that are in the Word of God into our life. And when we do that, I want to tell you, you don't live negatively, but you live at the place of victory. You live at the place of overcoming. You live at the place where God wants you to live. Mm. This is what the Bible says. Hello. You should say, sorry, I'm in the middle of speaking. The Bible says this. (laughs) It says, I have rejoiced in the Lord greatly. (laughs) That now at the last your care for me has flourished again, though you surely did care but lacked opportunity. And it goes on and it says, For I have learned that whatsoever state therewith to be content. Perhaps the greatest way of defeating negativity is to understand godly contentment. Don't try and be somebody else because God has made you you. Don't desire what somebody else has got. You have got everything that God wants you to have. You have been fearfully and wonderfully made. It's very, very interesting that there's a lot of Greek gods around. Um, Zeus and Bacchus and Aphrodite and, and there's one that's called Dis, D-I-S. You don't very often hear about Dis, but Dis is the Greek god of, of the underworld, of Hades. And if you put Dis in front of content, you've got discontent. When you're not content, there's darkness. Instead of unity, you put dis in front of it, you've got disunity. Doesn't work. We need to kill off all the dis and accept a contentment that says, with the Apostle Paul, I'm going to learn that whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. And when a person walks in the contentment of who they are in God, then negativity is defeated. 
been a funny little word today, really. Let's pray. I wonder if anybody suffers with kind of negativity here. You struggle with it. There's no shame in that at all. When somebody preaches, they shouldn't try and make us feel guilty. They should try and help us in our journey. But it's a very real thing, negativity. It's a very real thing. In our mind, we think, and therefore we're brought low. And this morning, I'm trying to get us to think differently and put our trust again in a God that loves us and cares for us. This morning, if you say, John, will you pray a little prayer for me? I'm not going to call you out to the front. But if you say, John, something of what you've said has helped me this morning, and I really do want to be more positive, I want to speak more positive, I want to see things differently, I want to live differently, and I want to be the kind of person that wherever I go, I carry something of the sunshine of God, the blessing of God. If that's you and that's your prayer, will you just slip up your hand and put it down again? Thank you, right there, I see it. Yeah, thank you, God bless you. Yeah, God bless you. Great, great, great. Yeah, God bless you. Anyone else? There's, I don't know, seven or eight, nine people. Yeah, God bless you. Last time I'm asking, anybody else saying, John, pray for me, I really want. Yes, God bless you. Yeah, God bless you. Great, great. It's a great desire to have, to live as God would want. So, Father, I really do pray for these lovely people. If some of them are weighed down with worry... Lift that burden, I pray. If some find it difficult to think positively because of circumstances in life, oh God, come alongside them today. Help us to see as you would want us to see and to speak as you would want us to speak so that we might be the kind of people that you can really use. So continue to give great growth in this church and blessing to those that lead. And to each and every one, may it be that today will be a day of great blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And I finished 32 seconds early. <laughs> we hope that you enjoyed this message. For many more resources and for more information, visit our website at www.life-cc.org. 